This podcast discusses topics that may cause distress to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my little ghosties. I'm Kaylin. And I'm Kayla. And this is Ghost Tea, the podcast where we discuss all things true crime and paranormal. Let's get into it. All right. So today we're discussing Chillingham Castle, which I want to preface this by saying that major trigger warnings, warnings, um, there's a lot of torture um, I discuss torture devices and what they do, um, and there's also... So, it's not really for the kitties. Yeah. Like, we will try our best to keep it PG, or we're obviously not going to curse or anything, mm-hmm. but there are adult situations discussed. Yeah. There's a lot of death, there's... A sexual situation. Yeah. that It's a very brief, like, like one or two sentences. I think it's just one sentence. Yeah. Um... That just explains, like, what happens or whatever. Uh, so, just letting it's everyone know. It's not graphic. Know. Also, this is our second last episode of the year. Yeah. The we season. we are taking, yeah, we are taking a break in December um, with the holidays coming up. And my work, I'm working uh, over a week, stra- 11 days straight. So, it's just going to be a lot on us. And we feel like, you know, for now... Uh, we're going to come back in January, which is really yep. exciting with bigger, better things. Yes. Um, we have a couple of things lined up that we're really excited about. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of want to take December to get them organized and situated and make sure mm-hmm. that we're coming back. Uh, refreshed. Yeah, refreshed. And... Make all that money so we can get you guys nice things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. Chilling tell me. Castle. It's crazy. And I wanted to say that I had to cut out over half of the information because there was so much. Like, I could have done probably two or three parts yeah. for this episode. But we just, we don't have that planned out for the rest of the year. So I, I would just yeah. condensed it to, I feel like, what was appropriate. But, good God, you could just do so much more with this episode. <laughs> so, the castle was originally built as a small monastery manor in the 1200s on the border of Scotland and England. So for those of you that don't know, a monastery is, um, it's like a house for monks, basically, mm-hmm. uh, like a religious house. Um, it was the home to the Grey family since 1246. However, in 1296, a Scottish raid destroyed the original manor house, which was replaced by a white tower house, which forms one of the four corners of the castle today, mm. which is really interesting. Uh, It was used as a staging post for English armies entering Scotland, but also repeatedly attacked and besieged by Scottish armies and raiding parties heading south. Mm. Uh, The site contained a moat. In some locations, the fortifications were 12 feet thick, which is 3.7 meters thick. Just, (laughs) that's that's a lot. Fully watered human being and then some. And then some, yeah. (laughs) That is... That is two fully watered human beings. Like, <laughs> two average size fully watered human beings. Right. <laughs> um, in 1298, King Edward I stayed at the castle on his way to the Battle of Falkirk, which was the defeat of William Wallace, who was the leader of the Scottish armies at the time. And a little background on the story of King Edward I and Edward Wallace. King- William Wallace. William Wallace, sorry. <laughs> Uh, King Edward I was also known as Edward Longshanks, mm-hmm. or Longlegs, and also known as the Hammer of the Scots, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reigned for 35 years from 1272 to 1307, and was famous for strengthening the crown and parliament against the old feudal nobility. 
He subdued Wales, destroying its autonomy, and he sought unsuccessfully the conquest of Scotland. His reign is particularly noted for the administrative efficiency and legal reform. Intelligent and impatient are how people described him. Now, I did some serious digging because we know how the English love to spin stories about themselves. And I found out some things about King Edward I. Um, he was 6'2", making him one of the tallest kings in history. Hmm. He had a lisp, and he spoke French, but not English very well. Uh, he once sent t- 240 eggs covered in gold leaf to the Pope as an Easter gift, which made the gift giving of eggs popular and something we still do to, do to this day. <laughs> um, there was once a man who tried to confront the king about taxes and took one look at Edward's face and dropped dead of fear. Literally. <laughs> if looks could kill. Wow. I know. To top it off, in 1304, he was laying siege to Stirling Castle for three months with trebuchets until the Scots finally surrendered. And he said, mm, no, I don't accept that because he just had a brand new trebuchet set up called the War Wolf. And he wanted to demonstrate its power. Tell me that is not like a like, Lord of the Rings, like orcs. Like <laughs> what was their, um, what was theirs called? Warg? Wog? Uh, the Wargs are the dog things. Yeah, he called it, like, it was the thing that they were, like, trying to get into uh, the gates with. The, um... I think it's called Warg or something. It was, like, the log, and then they had, like, the battering ram, yeah. like, the, the brass thing on the front. I don't know what they called it. Well, they had a different one when... They were trying to enter Minas Tirith, and they have, like, it was, like... I think it's called Warg, but they were, like, Warg, and they had, like, a giant, like battering ram built where it took like many people to like pull it back Mm. and stuff and it had like a wolf's head on it i think that was like flaming anyway well that makes sense because they their dog things are wolves right yeah i think it's called word if i'm wrong you you are able to correct me so yeah but for those who don't know what trebuchets are they are catapults yeah they also have those in lord of the rings (laughs) yeah trebuchets yeah um it's french but it is. But anyway, um, so uh, King Edward I is very important for the future, so keep his name in mind. But for now, we're just going to talk about William Wallace. They may take our lives, but they may never take <laughs> our freedom. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he was a Scottish knight who became one of the main leaders during the First War of the Scottish Independence. Uh, he was the real-life Braveheart. Um, he was said to, <laughs> this made me giggle, I don't know why. Um, have a body of a giant with lengthy flanks, broad in the hips with strong arms and legs, oh, with yeah. all his limbs very strong and firm. But just hearing lengthy flanks, <laughs> lengthy flanks, I'm just gonna, <laughs> and when I pay someone a compliment, I'll be like, wow, girl, you got lengthy flanks. <laughs> he was appointed guardian of Scotland until his defeat in the Battle of Falkirk in 1298. In 1305, Wallace was captured, and Edward had him hanged, drawn, and quartered for a high treason of crimes against English civilians. Uh, trigger warning. Uh, I've always heard the hang, drawn, and quartered phrase, but I never knew what it meant. My family would always be like, I would hang, I'm gonna hang, draw you, and quarter you, or like, I'm gonna hang you by your toes from the ceiling or something, like... (laughs) My family's not abusive. They just, like, their their threats were crazy, but they never did any. Yeah, they were creative, but they were never crazy. Um, But basically, 
you are dragged by a horse to the gallows where you are hung. And in some cases you are taken down after you are dead, cut into four pieces, and then you have your body scattered. And in other cases, you could be taken down after strangling for a while and be disemboweled while still alive, Mm. which in Wallace's case, that's what happened, although his bowels were burned in front of him. And then you are cut up into four pieces to be scattered. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's crazy that you can be disemboweled and still be alive. That blows my mind. You telling me that your intestines are hitting air and you're fine? Like, you're still there? Well, I mean, when they do surgery, they cut you Ooh. open. and <clears throat> So, no, I once had a friend whose appendix burst. No. And so, because her appendix had burst, like, there were little bits of, like, the organs scattered throughout, like, her intestines and stuff. And so, in order to do that and make sure that they suck up all of the toxic- toxicity, they take your intestines out and, like, it's still attached to everything, so you're still living. They vacuum your organs? Yeah. No, I don't think because so. Because there's, like, there's toxins in the appendix that when it bursts, that's what's the dangerous part. It's just painful because your your appendix, appendix is, uh, like, inflamed. That's where the pain comes from. And the pain is bad because it's awful. I have my appendix out. It, it, it's awful pain, but the bursting is where the real fear comes in. Like, you don't want your appendix to burst. Like, if it's just inflamed, yeah, in and out, take it out. It's quite quick, and the um, healing is quite quick. But when it bursts, like, they have to, like, suck up all of the toxins and the pieces of the appendix and, like, get it all out. When I come back, I'm never coming back as a human. (laughs) I hate being a human so much. (laughs) All the stuff you gotta deal with, I'm good. No. Um... Back to the story, I guess. Yeah, from one tasty uh, tale to another. I would much rather hear about torture than I would hear about surgeries. See, I was the kid that would, like, play somewhat realistic, like, surgery training simulator games. (laughs) Like, at 11 and 12. I've delivered babies. I've amputated a leg. I've done a knee replacement. Oh, I've done it all. Oh, I I did the knee replacement (laughs) one. And I, I almost passed out. Like, the blood doesn't bother me that much. It's, like, it's learning stuff about the body. Like, you're oh, just... fascinating. You're just a floating meat sack. Yeah. You're just a floating meat sack. Isn't that cool, though? Oh, no. Like, we're just a, a, a sack of meat and bones. I and guess. Herbs, and we're, like... You're just out here living. Living and talking and... It's all connected by a brainstem. Like, this thing. This thing up here is controlling everything. That's, that's weird to me. That's so cool. No. No, because... <laughs> in Men in Black. <laughs> where they take... They take apart this, like, guy or whatever. Yeah, and they the find the alien. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I love that movie. I, I mean, I love Men in Black. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I don't know. Human bodies are just gross. Yeah. Flesh. Good God. No. <laughs> I'm good. Um, but tell me about some torture. Torture, yeah. Uh, but not much is known about William Wallace. And as I said, he was the real-life Braveheart. But unfortunately, that movie is really inaccurate. Mm. I found oh, out. Yeah. I didn't know it was. Um, even down to the type of clothing they would have worn yeah. back then. I have no idea. Uh, so, yeah, Hollywood really watered it down and retold it as something completely different than what really happened. But I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at the real story... Yeah. You kind of do have to learn that, even for Hollywood. Like, yeah. that's a lot. 
Oh, it really is. I mean, I went through and I, I'm giving you backgrounds on these people because if, if somebody's telling me a story where they're like, this person and this person went to Chillingham Castle and stayed mm-hmm. for a while. And then this person and this person. And I'm like, whoa, who were the first two? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. What's happening? And then I'm stuck on that. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to give a background on these people. Because for those of you that have the same mindset as me, mm. where you don't know, I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to yeah, say. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we get, so, okay. <laughs> this is where we get to the torture part. So now we get into a man named John Sage. So I want to preface this by saying there are some people out there, not like experts or anything. There's just like regular everyday people like me and you Mm. um, that think that he wasn't a real person and that he was just made up by the tours at Chillingham Castle as like a creepier ghost story. Right. But from what I've seen, I'm pretty sure he was a real person. Okay. Um, So I don't know. So... John Sage was described as a handsome but brutal man, and he rose through the ranks of King Edward the First Army to be the lieutenant to the lieutenant position. Now, I wanted to ask: Do you say lieutenant or lieutenant? Why well, say lieutenant? Lieutenant is that how's the proper way to say it? I think it depends. So it's like herb and herb. Oh, okay. I, I think I don't know. Okay. I. I am intrigued in, like, war times, but, yeah. like, I don't care about titles. <laughs> the proper Jay would know. Titles. Yeah. I'm pretty sure... Because I think lieutenant and lieutenant are spelled differently, though, right? They're the same. No? Oh, mm-hmm. I have no idea then. Yeah. That's why I was like, what's the, what's the right way to say it? I was supposed to look that up, but I, I forgot. He was known to have hated his men, his horse, and not being more powerful, powerful of a person. Hating yourself will make you evil, apparently. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I better does. stop that then. Oh, same. <laughs> same. Um, but most of all, he did hate William Wallace and the Scots, who reveled north of the English border. Now, King Edward led his army north in hopes to engage in a full battle with Wallace, but instead was hit with a bunch of hit-and-run attacks from the Scots that demoralized his army and frustrated his efforts. During one of these attacks, John Sage hurt his legs so badly that he couldn't lead an army again and begged King Edward for a different role. And some think Edward used this as an opportunity as a way to get back at the Scottish people. So he appointed John Sage, who is now known as Dragfoot, as chief chief jailer, interrogator, and torturer at Chillingham Castles between 1295-1298, so about three years. Now, I'm not going to be calling him Dragfoot from this now on. I'm going to be calling him John Sage because yeah. we're not ableist. <laughs> yeah. So even though he's an awful person, but that does not no. render the right to say things like that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you will see that he's an awful person. Um, so due to his injury, his hatred of the Scots had matured into a deep and evil loathing that needed mm. an outlet. And as torture at Chillingham, he found it. Edward tasked John with killing and torturing Scottish prisoners, and John took his job very seriously. He had many methods for brutalizing his victims, but burning them alive seemed to be his favorite. Um, Along with just choking them to death so he could feel the life leave their bodies. Mm. (laughs) Zesty. 
I know you're tired. I, I, no, I'm just like... <laughs> but, the, mm -hmm. but the way that you... I mean... Went... Mm. <laughs> like it was Jay served up on a silver platter for you. <laughs> like, like I know that's not how you meant it. a murderer <laughs> I feel like I could get choking someone to death I'm, to feel the life drain out of them I'm sure it's a power play type situation yeah because you literally have this person's yeah life in your hands mm -hmm. um so I mean I I understand like it's obviously isn't choking more of a crime of passion isn't that what is yeah. considered like in court mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. as opposed to like murder or yeah. or whatever else because I feel like you get I mean you know how like you're having like a playful and you're just like like you put your hands up like I could just joke you right yeah. now like so I, yeah yeah We're, I mean yeah I if I was murderer I feel like I would be the type to kill out of passion and not oh, just, like, yeah. cold blood. Because most serial killers just kill because, you know, they have, like, an inkling that they need yeah. to, like... get off on it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, yeah. No. Um, for me, it would be, like, you have hurt this person I love. Now you must die. <laughs> right. My name is... <laughs> I don't know. my father. Yeah. <laughs> Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya. That's it. I have not seen that movie in so long. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, he also wore a hood made from the blackened skin of the victims from burning oh. them. And, uh, apparently it smelled so bad that it drove some pr prisoners mad with fear while others went insane by suffering such prolonged exposure to fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And according to some accounts, around 50 Scottish prisoners were sent to Chillingham Castle every week to be questioned. Uh, these included women and children. Ugh. So basically 200 or more victims a month, which is a crazy amount of number, and oh, would have yeah. kept John busy at night. It would have been about 7,500 by the end of the um, three years. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> he also had the... He also had all the torture equipment he needed, some of which he invented himself. Mm. Um, now, some of the torture devices were... The wheel, the Iron Maiden, the mm. Iron Chair, and, of course, the rack. Mm -hmm. uh, this device used to stretch people until the joints popped. And some people claim that they hear the sound of popping joints when they stand next to the device. Mm. He also liked to impale, boil, Damn. and starve his victims to death. See, yeah, I'd rather starve to death. Everything else is like, yeah, all of this I mean, is basic. But boiling? Oh, yeah, no. No. I don't think so. I don't. In what way? I could not find anything specific about, like, the boiling things. I think some of them, some of them on some of the sites were saying that they're, like, too gruesome to, like, kind of tell about I, on site. <laughs> but, like, there are places that you can go that they will explain it in more depth. No. In person. I'm good. I would. I would go. There's there's a torture um, museum in America, I think. And I, I think it's in America. See... I would go, 100%. Give me some ideas. <laughs> Just kidding. 
I wouldn't say torture is, it's obviously not like a, a trigger or whatever. I just, it's a very uncomfy feeling. So like I said, like, it would probably all be a lot quicker to be like stretched or, you know, whatever else. Like, it wouldn't be quick to stretch. But you would go into shock at some point, which, you know, numbs kind of the pain. Whereas stopping would be slow, but it would be so slow that, you know, I'd eventually get weak and then just go to sleep. And like, I would rather starve to death than any of those other torches, even if they were like quicker and like had the sweet release of shock to I don't know how I would want to be tortured. <laughs> I mean I don't really know what would be like the least amount of like yeah, I'll do that one kind of for me. <laughs> I think I'd prefer to be hung drawn and quartered. What because I was worse. You could be disemboweled, like in, in Yeah, the- I'd I'd hope that they would choose the just the hunged till death and then quartered and then scattered. Because I don't, it's not my body anymore once I'm dead. Like, yeah, I don't really care. I don't, <laughs> I don't really care about being cut up and thrown around. Like, yeah. I don't really care about that. I, I would much rather be hanged than any other way of death. It's quick. Okay. Not me. I don't think I'd rather be hanged. I think I would, I think I would rather, I don't know, maybe drown? No, I have a fear of drowning. Same. A fear of being buried alive. And a fear of dying of fire. <laughs> but buried alive is the same as starving to death. Mm, closed spaces. Um, that's that's my issue. Like, I don't care that I would starve or whatever. I would go insane being in a tiny little box under the ground. I would just tell myself that I'm in my bed all cuddled no. up and, like... No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because I don't know. Because I'm not in that situation. See, I, could, I, I could panic. I almost drowned as a child. Mm. I told you this. I might have. You maybe have. Well, I don't know because I told you about Megan almost drowning and I saved her. Yes, you did. Yeah. So I was seven and I was up the river with my family and my dad was out and I was on the bank with my mom. I think my little brother might have, my youngest brother might have been like a baby, but she was on the sandbank. And I was like, I'm going to go where dad was. And she was like, mm, okay, but when he comes in, you have to come in too. Because mm. the, 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 the thing with the river, the bottom is constantly like shifting and changing mm-hmm. so like you could be able to stand up and then the next minute like you're swimming around you go to stand in the same spot the it's shifted what yeah so i um was like okay so i went out and my dad was like okay i'm coming i'm like you know hanging out with dad for a bit and he was like okay like we're going in now and i was like mm, no, I'm going to stay out here. And Dad was like, well, what did your mom say? And I was like, oh, she said I could stay out here <laughs> as long as you guys could see me. I was odd. And you would have thought, you would think that I would have learned over my 30 some years, like 20 something years after this happened, 23, that not to do that, not to be like, oh, mom said it was okay, even though it wasn't. Because obviously I almost died. <laughs> but I was swimming around. I went to stand up. The bottom had shifted. There was like a tree branch, like a root, and my foot kind of got stuck. And I was like, like bubbling like up to try to like breathe, but like I was stuck and panicking, obviously. Um, Sheer luck or my dad having like some sort of like turn around moment or whatever. Or mom, I don't really know what was going on at the beach because I was too busy like (laughs) drowning. Yeah. 
dad came out, rescued me, brought me in. I was, oh, are you okay? And then scolded, <laughs> obviously, for not coming in when I was supposed to. So I have a fear of drowning because I remember what it, what it was like. Kaylin, I'm gonna let you know, every time you tell me <laughs> what you put your family through. Oh, I child, was awful. You, I was. You are the perfect birth control. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you, you always tell me, like, you're like, I was in my aunt's kitchen now one time. And I'm like, what are you <laughs> doing? Okay. I was trying <laughs> to make a pretty, like, paper bag candle for her. But I didn't realize that the paper bag candles that were in the Target magazine had been wax coated. So they obviously couldn't burn from the candle. So I just took my lunch bag, put it over the candle, and the bag caught on fire. <laughs> so I threw it in the trash instead of in the sink. I've never... I've never snuck out of my house when I was younger. I've never gotten into trouble, when like, when I, well, I, I mean, I don't sneak out now, but, like. <laughs> I've never snuck out of my house. I've snuck out of, snuck out of a friend's house. Hi, Mom. <laughs> I've never, I've never snuck, even snuck out of a friend's house before. Like, I, I've always been, like, the goody two-shoes as a child. No. Because the punishment was way worse than, If there like, was a boundary, I was pushing it. I was never, no. Because... No, because the punishment was way worse than, like, anything I could think of. I'm like, I'm not about to be spanked. I'm good. Like, you no. can do all that. No, I've never, I've never bur almost burned down a kitchen before. <laughs> I've never <laughs> walked home from school <laughs> by myself. <laughs> I uh, ran away at the age of, I don't know, four. Didn't you run away multiple times? Uh, sort of. But this, I remember, my mom was heavily pregnant with, again, my youngest brother. So this was before I drowned. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I just, I, I, you know, there's like pop it, like where you push it and like, it's like the round globe and it, what are like you it's, got a, it's got a stick on it, right? And it's oh, got two wheels yeah. and like a globe and the, when it, you went like this, pop well, it. You push it. And I was thinking you like, you push it with the stick. I like popping someone's face. No. I was like, I don't know what you're talking so about. So like, I got a, a blanket and I put that down <laughs> and I packed some stuff and then tried a little like hobo bag. <laughs> and I was going to go live in the McDonald's playground because we lived around the corner from a McDonald's. I was going to live there and like scab for food off strangers oh and be like, God. please, Sam, uh, may I have some more? <laughs> may I have some more chicken nuggets? <laughs> Fries? <laughs> I've never done any of that. I've been no. so scared to run away because my family has like nose to nose, like they will take you and they will kill you. And there's all these evil things out there and you have no. to be careful. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I wonder where my anxiety came from. No. <laughs> See, no. they were probably telling me about like the people that would like hurt me or take me away or whatever. And I was like, that. Because, you know, okay, <laughs> they were pretty bad. Seen it. But, so, we watched Dennis the Menace on Saturday. Yeah. And, I mean, spoiler alert, Dennis gets kidnapped, right? Oh, my God. But, like, while he is with the kidnapper, he, like, tortures this man. To, oh, like, my God. Insanity. Just, like, <laughs> trying to be helpful. Yeah. That would be me. I was Dennis the Menace. <laughs> I believe it. I'm not going to lie to you. Good God. But anyway, please tell me how this man tortured his people. I'm like, how I tortured my people. You for sure, your mom's probably like, like very aggressively nodding along to this episode. My mother is a saint. Truly, from what I've heard. Because every time, you, like, I'll just be like, and you say it in the most random times. Like, I'll just be like sitting there. One time I was trapped in a library. That's Everyone this! I was like, what the heck? 
One time I was sent to space and I met aliens like, okay. and they gave me a cow and I came back home <laughs> and now I'm a special cow and now we eat Pringles together. Like, it's just this random stuff out there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he even invented a torture device, mm. a barrel filled with iron nails inside. And the victim would be placed inside and rolled all the way down to the other side of the torture chamber or down a hill, which would result in a complete skinning of a person. Mm. And the floor was also sloped to have drains toward the center mm. of the room also. Like a beach with. Yeah. <laughs> or in a grooming salon. Because <laughs> we also, I saw that and I was like, oh, I wonder where if, if that's where we got that from. Because like. In in the grooming salon, you're washing dogs, right? You know, so you need to like hose down yeah. everything and like get all the hair poop off and, and stuff. Pee. Poop, yes, poop and pee, yes, of course, and anal glands. That's really gross. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so I have a list of some of the ways that the people were tortured, which is just about it's about five things. But oh, yeah, go for it. Um, so metal cages where the victims were left to die slowly of hunger and they were left to just rot in the cages, which is how Kaylin would die. <laughs> there, You didn't mention cages. Well, yeah. Well, I, we, 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 they, they, well they just like, put you in a room and be like, you, you just started that. Well, no. I was imagining like a cell. Oh, well, like, oh, so well, that's like a room. A big, well, yeah, but when you say cage, I'm thinking like, I can't sit down. I'm just standing there like with How bars did you get that? All around me because i hear cage and... and i think the box cages but when i was looking at research for this it was the standing up cages and you immediately said standing up did you no did you I, that's what i picture because it's hell yeah that, that is what hell <laughs> yeah because the moment i saw them i was like oh the cages from pirates of the caribbean yeah <laughs> like, people are or, you know like when people go shock diving yeah but smaller yeah. Like, I, I... It's, like, small at the top, it bows out in yeah. the center, and it comes back down to small yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're I just kind of in there. But when I heard cages, I thought, like, and I think animal cages. Oh, right. okay. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I work in the animal like industry, a crate. so, like... Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're crate training their prisoners. <laughs> okay, and I would just like to say, for a moment, that people deal with horrible things in different ways. Yeah. My way is laughing. Oh, so like absolutely I'm not, same. I'm not trying to make light of the horrible, horrific things that no. these people went through. It's just it. It is scary to me, and yeah. I'm coping with that fear by being a funny. Yeah, you can tell in it's like, my hmm, funny, but not funny. Ha huh? <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> No, you can tell in my Bessie Little episode, mm, I laughed mm. every five seconds. Mm. I literally was just like, ha, ah, and then she went down to the river, ha, ah, and then they found her body and they dragged it to shore, ha, ah, and, like, it was not funny it, no. at all. It was, I was so nervous yeah. and mortified by the story yes. that I just could not stop. I was like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. and then I, I listened back to it and I was like, oh, like, people are going to think that I'm laughing at this. Like, that I find <laughs> women being shot yes. in the river. Hilarious. I was so scared. But, no, I, no, I very much so am the same. In my grandpa's funeral, I was heartbroken. Mm. But I didn't cry once. I cried in private, very yeah, much so. Yeah. Um, but while I was there, I was more so numb. Mm. And I think I smiled a couple of times while I was there, too. But I was very But, like, they're trying to, like, comfort you at funerals and be like, oh, you know, like, think of him fondly. Uh, I'm trying to, like, obviously I'm trying to comfort myself, but also, like, I feel like 
people would want to listen to this podcast if it was all like, and then he died, and it was very sad, <laughs> and oh my goodness, it's just mortifying. And like, yeah. But if we laugh along, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I don't know. Well, morbid, comforting. morbid, the morbid, the podcast also um, laughs during things too. Like their their episode of BTK, they make fun of him a lot, and it's, I mean, it's funny. Fair, <laughs> yeah. But I think that I think that they they laugh in their chilling him episode too. That's where I got this from. They mm-hmm. did a really good episode, probably way better than mine. So if you want to go check it out, <laughs> I mean, they're fantastic. They are fan. They're like amazing. Morbid. They're my favorite. Besides Mile Higher, I, I love both of them. Anyway. But yeah, uh, the next one was uh, impalement, mm-hmm. uh, where the victims were impaled on a spear mm. and left where they could just be sitting for days without dying. Mm. So they're just like hanging yeah, with a spear that. impaled. They're just like upright. Yeah. Um, the wheel, which I mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, it was a giant wooden wheel with nails. So like, uh, I'm gonna mention parts of the Caribbean again. You know, like when they're in the jungle and like. There's a giant wheel, like, that they're, like... I'm picturing a hamster wheel. No. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. But it's, like, you know, um... You know in the old days where they had, like, water wheels outside by the house? It was basically that. But there was nails driven on the inside to the outside. So the outside was just, like, nails all the way down. Oh, okay. And the person would be placed on top of that, on the nails. Mm. Like, really long nails mm, on top crushed. of it yeah and then well no i mean i'm sure they probably did that too but they would be rotated over fire like oh. constantly like slowly burning to death <clears throat> by your middle because that's shish the kebab. yeah well is it a shish kebab uh, no uh, it's a, a wheel spit. kebab it's a, spit. <laughs> a wheel kebab another one is the iron maiden mm-hmm um, which is basically a solid iron cabinet, normally in the shape of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, it has spikes on the inside of the cabinet, where when you shut the door inside, it's supposed to impale the person. And it's usually used as an interrogation tool, where the spikes were placed just so mm-hmm. that it would stab the person without actually killing them. Once they were released, the idea is that they would slowly bleed to death from all their wounds. Mm-hmm. Now, I find this interesting. Because of all the tours that I have watched of Chillingham, mm. they have, like, an ancient Iron Maiden in it. Yeah. So this was all from, like, the medieval times, right? right? Um, and then I I was looking up, because I, I was having a hard time wording how you would describe what an Iron Maiden was. Yeah. I knew what it was, but I'm like, how it's would you describe it? the Chucky from Matilda. Huh? The Chucky. Have you seen Matilda? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. I yeah. completely forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Good God. Pretty sure that's what it was based off. Oh, uh, yeah. But I would have never thought to board it as an iron cabinet in the shape of a person. I would have never right. thought to do that. Right. So as I was doing research on, like, how to say it properly, hmm. um, there was all of this talk saying, like, that Iron Maidens didn't exist until the 18th century, Mm. I think. And I was sitting here like, well, this is the 12th century. I'm confused. And then some sites were saying that it did exist. Some sites were saying that no, but it was referenced back in the 1500s. It could be, like, a cruder version, and they just don't have a name for it. Maybe. So they were just calling it an Iron Maiden. Yeah. Oh, that probably, actually. That's probably a good thing. Or a 
a good explanation. Yeah. But I was just so confused because I was like, even like the tours of the place or whatever, like actual mm. tours were like, and this is where they would do this and this is where they would do that. And I'm just like, I'm confused. I feel like, and I've noticed this in doing my own research for my own episodes, like yeah. both past and future. Mm-hmm. You are pretty hard pressed to find multiple articles or references that are a hundred percent matching up. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of the articles will be like, okay, these, these two are like pretty much the same, but like this date is here and this date is here. One year off or two right. years off. Yeah, or like a day sure. off or whatever. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, and she was this age, but then here she was this age. But other than that, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. And then another one will be like completely different, but then some key parts add up. So, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. So, for all my torture enthusiasts out there, (laughs) which I thought I was. I just did not know this about the Iron Maiden. I know, like, pretty much, I know a lot about torture. Mm. So, a lot of these, like, that I've listed here are, like, in my own words. (laughs) Because I already know about them. But, I, I don't know. For some reason, it was just, like, it was so weird. I'm pretty sure that it did exist before then. Because it is a medieval torture device. Right. But then other people were saying, oh, no, no, it didn't exist in medieval time. Well, I'm like, actually. I know. I'm like, so confused. So, I th- yeah. So I think it, it <clears throat> did exist in that it was some sort of, like, primitive version of an Iron Maiden. Probably. And so they, like, found this thing and was like, oh, it's an Iron Maiden. Because that was just the only word that they had for it. Because, I mean, they're not going to Mr. Sage. Sage. And be like, why did you call this thing? <laughs> Probably, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, true. Well, I, because I think that, it, I did think that it did exist. Because there's mm. a lot of stuff that they did with iron back then. Right. Um, and the last one that I do have on here is also iron, which I just realized. Um, but the iron chair. Mm. Uh, so this is where the hot seat saying comes from. Mm. Uh, it's a chair with spikes on the seat part, like where your butt goes. Um, <laughs> so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new cushion. Good for the lumbar. Good for the lumbar support. <laughs> yes. Um, it's where people would be strapped in, um, interrogated, and sometimes hot coals would be placed underneath the chair to heat up the spikes. Yeah. And it would basically melt you from the inside out. Right. Yeah. So, in the last year of John Sage's torture, which was 1298, mm-hmm. uh, King Edward captured William Wallace during the Battles mm-hmm. of Falkirk. Um, in short, he swept in, destroyed what was left, yep. or sorry, in short, English archers broke up the Scottish formations, mm-hmm. and Edward's cavalry swept in and destroyed what was left. So, Wallace did actually make an escape, but the Scottish rebellion was over at the time. Yep. Um, so, Edward returned south, and due to the rebellion being over... John's victims were dwindling. Mm -hmm. Uh, He took the rest of the remaining prisoners, put them in a courtyard. Um, Huge trigger warning. Seriously. Mm, This has to do with children. Mm. Um, He he put them all, he put the parents in the courtyard where a massive bonfire was raging. And prior to the burning, the children of the prisoners had been herded into King Edward's room where they had to watch the slow and agonizing death of their parents and older Mm. siblings. Finally, 
John executed them one by one using a small axe that is still on display in the castle. I just don't understand why you would display the axe. I mean, I understand people are like... like it's history. One. Yeah. They're fascinated by the morbid, which I am. Yes. But even me being as fascinated with the morbid as I am, yeah. I don't know if I would be like displaying something so horrific. Mm-hmm. I would probably... You'd probably take a picture of it, maybe? Yeah. And then like put it away. But I wouldn't like on display. Right. As like, I don't know. Um... All the bodies were then tossed into the fire for cremation, and the stench was said to be noticed over 10 miles away at Bamberg Castle on the coast. Um, so, this is the downfall of John Sage. Um, the border reveres, I think is how you say it, were a band of cattle thieves, outlaws, and raiders that operated in the disputed lands between Scotland and England. Mm-hmm. They were made up of both English and Scottish rogues, um, deserters, exiles, and displaced peasants. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, they had no real loyalty to either side. <laughs> Which I feel like would be me. Yeah. I, I'm just not a very, like, I take this, I take this person. You know, if, if I was in the medieval times, I would be like, I would be like a rogue person for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Or a pirate. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Without the scurvy. Oh, for sure. I was, I was going <laughs> to say that, but then I was like, no, like, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so at the time, however, there was said to be an alliance between the Reavers, Re- I want to say, and King Edward. I don't know. Revere's? I don't know. Anyway, according to some accounts, Mary mm-hmm. Charlton, a daughter of a powerful Reaver chief, mm-hmm. was staying at Chillingham Castle, another trigger warning. Um, so some say that she was hostage to ensure her father's loyalty, while others say she was a guest staying there for her own protection. Mm-hmm. Either way, it wasn't long before she was having an affair with Sage. Mm. Apparently, they were having very rough sex on the stretching rack in the dungeon when auto erotic asphyxiation mm. went too far and Sage choked her to death. Mm. which is a horrific way to go. Yeah. I mean, every way that he has tortured people is a horrific way to go, but, like, I don't know. In my opinion, like, dying in the midst of pleasure, I feel like it's just horrific. Yeah. It's crossing a, it's crossing the boundaries of consensual and non-consensual. Yeah. Mm. So, there was no hiding the crime. And her powerful father, father, chief of the Charlton family, demanded that King Edward hand over Sage for justice. Um, <laughs> King Edward couldn't have cared less about Sage and agreed. So, what's funny to me is, I saw a lot of horrific stuff that King Edward did. I, mm. I just didn't put it in here. Again, mm. there was like a hundred things that I found that I was like, holy crap. Yeah. His whole life is insane. You can make an episode of just about King Edward the first. Right. It's just funny to me that he hired this guy because he saw an opportunity to torture his enemies Mm -hmm. to then be like, nah, screw this guy. I mean, it's, it's all about power and control. And when you've kind of, you've got this, um, like, chess piece of pawn 
that's like doing your bidding and then slips into like insanity, which mm-hmm. it sounds like you very much did. Mm-hmm. You've lost control of that pawn, really. True. Yeah. So he'd served his purpose. Like True. He made an enemy of this guy. And it was either pass him up or like possibly start another war. True. Because they did say that the Revere's or the Reavers, I think, I want to say Reavers, I think Reavers is like a cooler name. Yeah. R-E-I-V-E-R-S. I don't know. I think it's a cooler name. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, So, the torture of Chillingham Castle was captured Mm -hmm. and ironically tortured with his own equipment. Mm. He was taken and publicly hanged with a very short rope. Um, which would mean that he was slowly choking to death rather right. than a quick end via a broken neck. Right. If you have a longer rope, you have a further drop to then yeah. break your neck. But if it's a short rope, you're just kind of strangling. Right. Um, so a huge crowd turned out to see the execution of the butcher of Chillingham Castle. It seems that many of his victims' relatives were in the crowd, and they all rushed forward while he was still half alive and cut at his naked body, removing... Trigger warning. (laughs) Fingers, toes, genitals, ears, and nose. And after all this was done, what was left of his body was thrown into a cesspit. Mm. The building underwent a harsh series of enhancements, and in 1344, a license to crenellate was issued by King Edward III to allow battlements to be built, effectively upgrading the stronghold to a fully fortified castle Mm. of a quadrangular form. Yeah, which was not like a thing in right in Northumberton. Northumberton, I think. Mm-hmm. I had it in here. I guess I cut it out. Um. So in the War of the Roses, which mm-hmm. was a war of trying to fight over, it's a Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's basically the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Which I thought was really cool. Um, so, in the 1400s, the War of the Roses, yep. the Grey family was split up between the Lancastrians, mm-hmm. or the Lannisters, and the Game <laughs> of Thrones. It's literally the same name. Um, which supported Henry IV, and the Yorkists, which supported Edward IV. Yep. And the winning side of the family, the Lancastrians, ordered no fewer than eight brutal executions for their family members. Mm-hmm. In 1695... The Greys didn't have a son to inherit the title. Lady Mary Grey married Charles Bennett, and the title was given to him, which is how it got passed down to the Bennets. Mm-hmm. From the late 19th century, the fortunes of the Tankervilles declined, and the estate was progressively sold off. In the 1980s, however, the castle was acquired by Sir Humphrey Wakefield. So it's only been in three different family's hands mm. since the 1200s. Yeah, that's wild to me. Um, so Sir Humphrey Wakefield, um, his wife is a Grey by descent, so okay. reviving the Grey connection. Mm-hmm. While the Bennets resided in the castle, however, they were the first people to keep a detailed record of the White Highland cows on the property. Which, fun fact, is the only wild cattle in the world today. Which I think I just I love that. I love mm, that so much. So freaking I love cute. Highland cattle. Oh my gosh. So, the herds have been there since before the 1200s. Wow. And they have defended the castle for many years, since the building of the wall, um, 
to fence them in in the 1220s. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cattle used to be hunted in the wild forests of Britain in medieval times and also were used as pagan sacrifices. But today, they are so extremely r- rare and almost untouched and unhandled by humanity and roam freely on the grounds. People that are visiting are not allowed to interact with them, but the warden of the cows- cattle were bring will bring you as closely and safely as he can during tours. Neat. So lots of famous people, medieval famous people, have actually stayed at the castle over the years. Uh, Well, not only medieval people, but like Mm. people way before our time. (laughs) So Anne of Denmark, the Queen of Scotland in 1603, stayed at the castle. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1617, James... James I, whose reign unified the crowns of England and mm-hmm. Scotland. Um, James I of England, also James VI of Scotland, stayed at the castle on a journey between the two kingdoms. And as relations between the two countries became peaceful following the union of the crowns, the need for military stronghold in the area declined, and the castle was gradually transformed. The moat was filled, and battlements were converted into residential wings. A banquet hall and a library were built. Which I just think it's so funny that the castle was originally built to stop the Scottish. And then Mm -hmm. King James comes in, and he's like, we're we're friends now. Like, I can you imagine how angry the ghost must have been? Mm. In 1872, the Prince and Princesses of Wales stayed at the castle en route to Scotland. It was also used as a filming location for the movie Elizabeth in 1997. Mm. I also think Wales is a really interesting place. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. So pretty. And the last thing that I have for this are a bunch of ghost stories. Mm. Okay. Ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. All right, ghost stories. So this is all I have for the ghost stories, but there was way more. Again, I was worried about time. There was way more. Um, But we're going to start with the pink room. So. Terrifying. (laughs) Everything in it was pink. Oh, my God. My worst story. That's my ghost story. Um, So the pink room is private today, as it is a residence of the current owners. But it is said to be very haunted. There's a spirit called the blue boy, which appears from the wall out of a blue halo. Um, He's one of the favorite ghosts in the castle and is said to be super sweet. And is usually can be found asking for help. Unfortunately, they did find the remains of a small boy in the wall during renovations and his fingers were broken, which led people to believe that he was put in there alive trying to get out. Yeah. So the next one is King Edward's room. So this room, this is the room John Sage hacked the children of death in and is said to house a very violent spirit who is said to have attacked several people. Good. (laughs) Protect the babies. Um... Lady Mary Berkeley is still looking for her adulterous husband. Um, he took off with her sister. Uh, the rustling sound of a long skirt can be heard before she appears. And footsteps and whispers are also heard. Cold spots are felt and sometimes people get pushed down the stairs. Mm. Rude. So the chapel is a highly active room. Three skele- Three human skeletons were found here. Two of them were found under the glass stained window. And one was found in the back corner underneath the floorboards. The latter skeleton belonged to a little girl. No one can tell who she was or what happened to her, but her spirit likes to interact with people. 
She likes to communicate to female visitors. Sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> She's known for playing with a person's hair. Uh, I know I you love that. that. I was about to say, I was like, I know you love that. <laughs> like, uh, people feel overcome with sadness when they sit on top of the place where she was found. Of course. My favorite, the gardens. Uh, the Garden of Chillingham Castle is a beautiful and peaceful place. So it actually is. This castle is gorgeous. Mm. Um, mm. So many pictures. So pretty. Um, uh, but looks can be deceiving. Through the archway, there used to be three hanging trees. Oh. Um, so two of these massive trees have fallen, but they are still in the garden. And now hanging trees in England do not mean the same as they do here in America. Okay. Um, here in America, it was... Like for lynchings and hanging. Yes, yeah. unfortunately, which is... Yeah, that's awful. horrific yeah. that's way worse in my opinion but anyway um in england it was for anyone and everyone <laughs> no one was like safe from mm. hanging trees mm. it was just where you hung people from it literally yeah. yeah um so two of these massive trees have fallen but they are still in the garden uh when someone was hanged at the chillingham castle the corpse would remain up in the tree until mm. the decayed bodies would fall off which is what they would do for pirates by the way mm. Um, yes, I did hear that. Yeah. Uh, the bones were just left there when they would fall off and they would kind of sink underground right. over time. Uh, so sometimes human remains are found in the ground mm. and they surface when it gets really cold, which is horrifying. <laughs> you might just be walking and seeing like a corpse and just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that is horrifying. Yes, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of an understatement. Yeah. But... Um, I think that's a lot a lot of the times also where like zombies came from and stuff too. True. Yeah. Um so they surface when it gets really cold, which is what I said. Mm. Um the hanged weren't given a proper Christian burial because mm. that disabled the soul to move on. Right. Uh the lake in the garden looks very peaceful, but underneath the surface are are the bones of hundreds and of murdered Scotsmen. Mm. Uh their tormented souls will pull you under the water and drown you if you stick your hands in it. And then there is the so-called Devil's Walk. It's actually the main entry driveway now, but it is used for the hangings as well. Here the human remains are still found as well. And when you walk the Devil's Walk at night, there is a chance that you'll hear footsteps right behind you. Uh, the garden are also ha haunted by monks. And the monks mm. from the nearby monastery took pity on the people who were hanged from their feet so the death would occur later. Mm -hmm. uh, so they took them down. Um, and soldiers who caught them doing so hanged them as well. Mm. Other ghostly phenomenon is said to be cold spots throughout the entire castle and batteries tend to drain even if they were completely charged. People have seen apparitions, heard disembodied footsteps and voices, and have even been touched. And as of right now, you can take ghost tours around the castle and even rent some of the outer buildings out for holidays. That's sick. I know. This is when they were trying to take over Scotland. Mm. Um, which, I could be wrong, but Scotland's not in under England's control today, is it? Yeah, it's part of Great Britain. Is it? Yeah. Uh, it's Scotland, Wales, um, Northern Ireland, I want to say, and yeah. England. Mm. And then Ireland is its own separate. The Republic of Ireland is separate. In Australia? That's part of the Commonwealth. So I... What's the difference? So, okay. Um, so Great Britain is a country. So kind all of, of those that you just mentioned. But it has its own, it has other countries in it. Yeah. The Commonwealth are countries that were originally founded by England. 
So America would have been part of the Commonwealth before oh, okay. independence and everything. Okay. It's just under British rule, technically. It, it's kind of more, she's more, well, he is more of a figurehead mm -hmm. now. Okay. Than, like, having a whole lot of say in anybody's politics. But, yeah. Um... I don't think the Republic of Ireland is part of the Commonwealth, but I could be wrong. I don't know much about that part. <laughs> I have no idea. I do know that I like Scottish accents more than I do Irish accents. Oh, I love them both. <laughs> I love them both, but, like, if I had to, like, hear one, like, if I had to pick one to hear right now, I would pick Scottish. Mm. But my that. favorite accent... Do you, do you know what Romanian. Romanian! Yeah, we discussed that. Yes! Um, so I am... My great-grandfather on my maternal... So, okay. My, <laughs> my maternal father... My maternal grandfather's dad was a Scot. On your mom's side? Yeah. So my mom's dad's mom. My mom's oh. dad's dad. Okay. So Grandpa Strathairn was Scottish. Okay. And then... Grandma Strathairn was Irish. Hmm. And. There was a war going on between the Scottish and the Irish for a long time there. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, Grandma was further back Irish. So, I think her grandfather came from Ireland or her dad or parents came from Ireland. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Um, but Grandpa Strathairn came from Scotland. Oh. Um, and Grandma was Irish Catholic. Mm. And Grandpa was Scottish, like, Protestant. Wow. And so not only do the Scots and the Irish do not do clash, but the Catholics and the Protestants clash. Yeah. So they were forbidden from getting married. They got married anyway. She was disowned. It's all dreadfully romantic. Um, but I... Again, with genealogy. When you're doing <laughs> genealogy, it's, Scots are, it's really hard to get anything Scottish and Irish. They really? lock it up really, really tight. Mm. Scots even more so. Mm. Because, you know, for both of them, for the longest of time, like, their, their history was not their own. Like, they were had English, like, England just bombarding them with, mm. like, trying to absorb them and become yeah. one. And so, like, they have a whole... A lot of their genealogy on lockdown, especially the further back that you go. Well, that um, makes sense because you can't find anything on William Wallace himself before all of that. That's tricky. And yeah. a lot of the time it's like, well, like with John Sage, was mm -hmm. he a real person? Was mm -hmm. he a folklore? Was mm -hmm. he like a, a combination of multiple different people? Yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff. So it's definitely interesting. I really want to, I mean, we always say this after every episode, but I want to visit Chillingham Castle. I know. I just think, you know, it would be cool one day to be able to go to places and, like, do... Yeah. Hopefully with the help of you guys, we like, will be yeah, able to. Reviewing and getting us out there. I for sure would do the Chillingham Castle tour. The ghost oh, tour. Oh, yeah. The ghost tour. No, I... Didn't I, I... Would love to get over there. I mean, because, again, like, English, Scottish, Welsh, mm. Irish, like, all of that. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm... Pretty much white girl TM, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we have a Tartan and like, you know, um, the Strathians uh, were part of the clan that Queen Mary was a part of. Mm. But there was an argument between the clans and they divided and fought within themselves and Queen Mary won. So yeah. that's the only reason why my grandfather isn't like 
ability or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, and other reasons, but. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like. That was the story told anyway. Uh, like I, like I said, it's yeah. really hard to find Scottish. I'll but try. I mean, in, so. I'll try to do, maybe add more historical episodes in of like cultures a little bit but make it interesting mixed with paranormal stuff yeah which would be cool i mean i would really like to start doing and i'm I'm going to Mm -hmm. not like episodically but like every now and then to break it up i would Mm -hmm. like to work my way through the different countries discussing like their cryptids and their lore and stuff i think that'd be Um, interesting one of my i'm gonna do australian lore first because i mean that's what i know yeah um but yeah that that is my goal to over the yeah course of the podcast do you like it i hope i get over like my fight or my flight fear because as of right now you're gonna have to like knock me out put me in a body bag and like tie me down because (laughs) i can't just like what you do is you go to the doctor (laughs) and you say i'm nervous about flying okay but i'm also nervous about taking medication too Not, like, I'm nervous about swallowing it, but, like, I'm really nervous about, like, like, because if I've never gone through something Mm. with medication or whatever, this is why I don't do drugs either, because I'm so scared. I'm like, is this normal? Like, that's how (laughs) I feel. I'm like, I just don't know if, like, I'm supposed to be feeling this way. Mm. And so then I start panicking, because I'm like, if I start panicking while I'm taking medication, that is supposed to calm me down. Your throat closes up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not normal. Then I start panicking. With all of my health issues, I'm just so used to... I wish I and drugged. And I wish I was. Morphine's the good stuff, man. I'm scared <laughs> to be put under to yeah. go under surgery. I'm yeah. scared to be put under period. You're still like anything to a doctor or dentist. No, I really I really don't. <laughs> but hopefully <laughs> I can get over it. Because I told people I was like, I'll go I'll go across seas if you <laughs> put me in a boat. And then I developed the lassophobia that I didn't even know I had <laughs> until I saw some pictures. And I was like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, <sighs> Like, every, my heart, like, dropped through my butt. And I was like, I'm good <laughs> on this. <laughs> dropped through my butt. Yeah. Because I've showed Alex some pictures. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I'll show a picture. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Alex is so numb inside. It's crazy. I feel that. Alex is more so, like he's scared to lose the people that he loves. Yeah. I'm scared of things that I probably never encounter. <laughs> I'm scared of missing out. Of what? Anything. Really? Yeah. I, like I said, I'll try anything once. Hate seafood, but I've at least tried like lobster and oysters. And You're lots crazy of for hating lobster. Lobster is it's so disgusting. Good. I don't like <laughs> The way your face was no, I just disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. It's a cross between like the texture and the taste for me. Like it's a bit of everything, but like what I've at least texture? tried it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's not an explanation. She like wiggled her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a like it's like fish. So it's like a flaky kind of texture. Yeah, where, yeah that's no, the best. I don't to me. like that. Chicken to me has the worst texture. Because... Chicken done well, yeah, does not. But no. chicken, yeah, chicken is very it easy can. to mess up. Yeah, it yeah. can have a really. Or it's like flavor. too dry or too tough. Or... Oh, the too tough part. That is what I'm scared of missing out on is other people's culture and how yeah. they live. I don't want to miss on that. If I see like my friends hanging out and I'm just like, oh, no. invite me, whatever. I don't I... care. 
Did you but, get a little bit bummed? I'm like, oh, Oh, I could not. But I have a fandomid issues, so. I mean, oh, I do too. <laughs> but I've also, I've come to like, be like, not everything. Not that. No, 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 no. Not everything. I don't have to be involved it's in certain things. I used to. I used to have to like, be. Like, I don't give a flying flip, flip over what um, people think of me anymore. Like, I used to, obviously, be very, very traumatized by it. But I just, I don't want to... This is going to get real morbid. <laughs> life is short. With all of my illnesses and my chronic conditions, my life expectancy is already short. Add on the fact that I have family. Um, it's short? Yeah. You I'm that. predisposed to diabetes, cervical cancer, ovarian cancer, breast cancer. And that's just like from my genetic, like my illnesses. Then you add on the family history of it. And it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll live to fifty. We've talked about this. I've told you that I'm not going to live past not fifty. Not sure. You, I, you never told me why you wouldn't live past fifty. Yeah, because my um, great grandmother was like not even fifty when she died of cervical cancer. I recommend you to go the same way. But anyway, so life is short, and I don't think I'm going to live very long. So I don't want to miss out on anything. I want to like experience things and. I did not do know things that. and I told you morbid. I don't want to cry. <laughs> no, I, mean, it's, I don't want to cry. It's just, it's. I'm gonna punch her in the face. Do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel like I'm not scared of death. I'm terrified like, of it. I, I I I am very comfortable in my beliefs of what you know the hereafter is. Like I I'm. I wish I could be. You know, I even when I was comfortable in my beliefs, mm. um, I wasn't so sure that I was going to heaven. Yeah, I wasn't so sure because in I the f- Christian religion, they tell you constantly, "You're just not good enough. You're not good enough. Yeah. You're not good enough. You're not going to go. You're not going to go. You're not good enough. You should be living better. You should be living better." And I'm over here like, "Well, I'm just never going to be good enough, and I'm just never going to end up there. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to be in hell." Like that's literally what I thought. So I yeah. was just like, "I guess." <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Deep. Everyone's like, oh, I love that you guys talk. And, like, it really, like, comes down from, from, like, a really awful episode. It's like, Kayla's going to die early and Kayla's going to hell. (laughs) I mean, even even if you are atheist and don't believe in anything, I feel like if you're comfortable enough in your beliefs that you know where you're going, it's not scary. It's just... I think... I think I can rest comfortably knowing that no one knows. And that's what scares me. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Bugs Life, but they come, they eat, they leave. It's like, that's it. What did you say? The, the grasshoppers in a Bugs Life, like the ants are like all hiding and they're like, they come, they eat, they leave. They come, they eat, they leave. And then the grasshopper's like through the ground and they're like, where's the food? They come, they come. So they arrive, they eat the food and then they leave. Cause like the oh they come. <laughs> I think I wasn't understanding it with your accent because you were like they come to eat the leaf they come to eat the leaf and I was they like they eat they leave I was like I don't know what leaf you're talking about I'm so confused well, the food was on the leaf and you kept saying you kept saying grasshopper but my mind was like praying mantis praying no, mantis. <laughs> Aren't they a locust? Grasshoppers, but my mind was like, it is a praying mantis. <laughs> That's what she's saying. She's not saying grasshopper. Yeah, she's I was, saying praying mantis I was in her weird Australian ways. <laughs> I was 
picturing praying mantis in my mind because you went with the foot and i was like yes they have the foot no like they like shoot through the ground and they're like stomping and they're like that terrifies me and i'm 30 (laughs) (laughs) i'm still like (laughs) we watched it at the great when i was in australia i went to work with my mom a lot because obviously i'm like trying to spend as much time with you as i can (laughs) because i haven't seen you in like two years yeah and i'm only here for like a month yeah but so I went to the grade two sleepover with her. So like in Australia, each year level has like a school camp. Mm-hmm. And in grade two, you sleep over. Usually you sleep over at the school. That sounds awful. It was fun. It was terrifying because schools after dark where there's like not really one there are kind of spooky. In Australia or period? Anywhere. Really? Like a place where you're used to seeing like a hundred, if not more, like between like... When 100 to 500 people there during the day. Yeah. And it's, like, lit up, and there's, like, teachers, and, yeah. like, you're seeing people in the halls, to then go to, like, maybe a group of, like, 30, 40 kids. When it's abandoned, that's creepy. But no. when it's just at night, to me, it doesn't really bother me, because I'm, I like, remember, after hours. <laughs> and again, this could probably be, like, the ghost thing, like, the, the senses, but I remember my own grade two sleepover being, like, really freaked out. Really? And then... I've, I don't mean, like, as far as I'm aware of, no one died in either that school or um, the school that I worked at in, Austra- mm. in Australia. But it was, even as an adult, like, being there as a teacher supervising the grade two sleepover, it was spooky. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I went to this the sleepover with my mom just to, like, supervise dinner and then to watch the kids before they went to bed so that the teachers could have a moment away kind of thing. And they put on a Bugs Life. And we're sitting there, and I'm like, this is a bold choice for movie, Mom. And she's like, oh, I don't remember it being that bad. And then they get to that scene, and she's like, oh, no, it's that bad. Oh, it's fine. Like, we're okay. Like, oh, you're you're a bit scared. Like, stay with me. It's fine. Like, we're okay. <laughs> like, the parents are thinking they're sending their children for, like, a nice sleepover. Right. And your mom is traumatizing no, my the mom No, my mom didn't put the The teachers picked the movie. Oh. But my mom was like, I don't you kids watched it. I don't remember it being yeah. that bad. And then she was, she's like, oh, I forgot this scene exists. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's creepy for even now. But it was funny because we were watching this movie and then like sending them off to sleep in their classrooms in the dark. <laughs> we're like, it's a different place. And that is why you A lot of these creepy. kids have never been on a sleepover before. Yeah. Like, I don't think I was allowed to sleep, have a sleepover until like at least like grade five, maybe grade six. I don't think I was until. But I mean, fair. Ninth like, grade, I wouldn't let my kids go to sleep over these times. Like, yeah. But anyway, that's this is not a parenting podcast. But yeah, that <laughs> scene is terrifying. Yeah. But you you come to the earth, you eat, you leave. Like, that's <laughs> where what I was getting at with that analogy. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what leaf you were talking about, mm-hmm. and then you were like, "Have you not seen a bug's life?" No, I said it. I was just dying <laughs> i mean they come to eat the leaf they come to eat the leaf That's they come <laughs> they eat they leave <laughs> you're talking so fast because that's what they do that she's sitting there and she's like they're all huddled <laughs> up in this little ant pile and they're and the, the princess is like they come they eat princess add up but anyway they come they eat they leave they come they eat they leave <laughs> but all i heard was they come to eat the leaf they come to eat the leaf <laughs> i was just like the leaf and you were like how do you not see that slide when I'm over here like because you're looking at me (laughs) (laughs) and I couldn't process what you were saying 
crazy would it be if, if only Australia had the bug's life and nowhere else did? And I was over here like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, no, I know that Americans have it because at Disney World, Disneyland, they had a bug's life ride and it was the coolest thing ever. That sounds horrifying. You sit in these chairs. Do you eat leaves. <laughs> I think it's demolition. I think it's something else. Oh my god! I think you know how they're constantly changing their rides and things. I guess I would sit in these chairs and they would like show like bugs crawling across the screen, and you would feel like in your seat or like it was really cool. I don't think so. Oh, I love it. I love 4D theater. Anyway, um, next week. Uh, unless you is, is there more you want to talk about oh no sorry i'm not here <laughs> i was like looking at you weird again so next week we're going to discuss pearl Bryan. yeah um and bobby mackies i'm excited yeah it, it was wild if you if you guys don't remember pearl Bryan mm. is the case that i mentioned in um bessie little, bessie little yeah where the dentist students and everything uh, yeah, so she woman. had died in, like, a couple months earlier, or been found a couple yeah. months earlier. Yeah. It's 96. 1896. Oh, I thought you said 1996. I was like, no, 96. That's wrong. We are very in, in the wrong era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't know what Bobby Mackey's has to do with it, but oh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, we could go there. It's still open. Where Bobby is Mackey's, it's in, like... Wilder, Kentucky, which is like oh really, just over the yeah. river. Uh, a hop, Scott. Yeah, a like hop, Scott. A hop, skip, and a, a jump. hop, skip, and a hop, skip, <laughs> a hop, skip. <laughs> a hop, skip. <laughs> oh, I was, I was at work the other day, and I was trying to say nooks and crannies, but I got through about thirty crooks and nannies before somebody was like, Kayla, it's nooks and crannies. And I was like, oh, because I kept going, crooks and nannies. No, crooks and nannies. Wait, no. I meant to say crooks and nannies. No, what is, it's crooks and nannies, right? It's crooks and nannies. And they were all just staring at me. And I was like, crooks and nannies. And they were like, Kayla, shut up. I was trying to talk about scissors and how you get gotta get in all the nooks and crannies with the tiny scissors, but it's hard. Yes, because I sent my scissors off to be sharpened, and I miss my small curves. And about thirty times a day, I look around and I'm like, I miss my small curves because I can't get into all the nooks and crannies with the big giant curves because they're as big as the dog, and it looks silly when I pull out curves that are like this big. And these dogs are like. This big, and I'm over here, like, scissoring across the room. And was like, what are you going to cut off <laughs> I know. So I was trying to say nicks and crannies. But I was oh, holding my no. scissors, and the dog is, like, freaking out on the table, and I'm just like, crooks and nannies. Crooks and nannies. And everyone's like, um, no. I'm also pretty sure that the podcast just heard me snort. So <laughs> You have to leave that in. That's really wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, anyway. well, this is the end of this episode. <clears throat> so, yeah, we will... See you next week. We'll see you next Carl week. Brian. Oh, Carl Brian. I said Bessie's little again. But yeah, our uh, season finale. Our season finale. Bye, me. <laughs> see you guys. next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Ghost Tea Podcast. You can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash ghost tea podcast or on Instagram at ghost tea underscore podcast. That's G-H-O-S-T-E-A podcast.
If you have any topics you'd like us to discuss or just want to say hi, you can email us at ghostteapodcast at outlook.com.